Welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast, a hopeful and helpful resource from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church in Utah. Each week we will be hearing from our staff as we explore what makes SMCC unique, as well as what it means to be fully devoted and fully delighted in Jesus Christ. We hope this podcast can be a helpful resource for you to take your next step with Jesus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. My name is Adam and I get to serve as the pastor of Central Ministries here at SMCC. And with me today, I've got uh, Pastor Eric on, on one side, Pastor Trevor on another as usual. And we're ready to wrap up uh, this season and this topic with our last doctrinal statement today. Is where yeah, we're at. I'm excited to do that. This one is very, very important to us. I think this is the thing that makes SMCC unique and distinct. Uh, as a church. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, We did wrap up the series on Sunday, um, and uh, it was a really helpful series for people, helpful for our our staff, for our team. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And so um, we are ready to to wrap it up today with the eighth doctrinal statement. We've got Trevor in the house to help us do that. Um, So let's get into it. Yeah, and I just want to say, I think, I hope that this was helpful for people these eight weeks. And I think it was for us as a staff even to just make sure that as we're walking through it and talking through it, that we're all on the same page and we've got a good understanding of this. Because sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, it's just it's on our website and that's it. But it was it was a good exercise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really do think that it's important for theological truths to be something that are lived out every day uh, as a church. And um, I think by doing this podcast and doing this series, uh, we are shining a light on the importance of uh, theology uh, for mm-hmm. people, uh, for Jesus followers. And so, um, yeah, it's been really helpful. Yeah. yeah, so w- would you guys mind? I'll just go ahead and read our doctrinal statement, the eighth one. Read it. So our last one. And and for those that are listening, again, if you missed some, you can go back and listen to it. Or if you just want to review them on your phone or whatever, you can go to smccutah.org slash about us. And that's the page that has uh, lots of other things, but also our, our beliefs. And so you can just review those quickly if you want to. But this is our eighth doctrinal statement, and it says this. We believe that our purpose for living is to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. Now, right off the cuff, this might be one of the more unique ones. Like, there are doctrinal statements that we have that are pretty, I'll call it vanilla, right? Like, you could probably just go to a lot of other <laughs> yeah. church websites and find that yeah. statement. Core evangelical beliefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and this one's maybe a little bit more unique. This one's very, uh, very different, actually. Um, this, it, like I said, this is the thing that I think sets us apart um, in terms of other churches. Not that it's, we're better or worse, or they're better or worse. It's just different. And it's really um, a belief that's been driven by the context that SMCC finds itself in, in a very, very religious state. Mm. And so this doctrinal statement um, really uh, pushes against religion. We'll get into it. Now, this short statement, uh, it's just a few words long, um, it's it's years and years and years of uh, theological study, um, biblical exegesis, um, ministry philosophy built into one statement. Um, you know, got to give Paul Roby credit for this. This is his bread and butter. Um, but if he were here, he would tell you he, you know, begged and borrowed and stole from people like uh, Piper mm-hmm. and Pascal and Lewis and so many others mm-hmm. informing this, Andy Stanley, even Tim Keller, in, in talking about what good news is um, as opposed to religion. And so we're going we're gonna to break this down um, slowly, but this is where full delight comes in. This is the FDFD doctrinal statement. And so um, we've done so many uh, sermon series on this, other podcasts on this. Paul has a whole book on this. Uh, John Piper has a book on this. I mean, you can dive deep 
into the study of devotion and delight or enjoying God forever, Mm -hmm. uh, glorifying God by enjoying Him forever. So we're going to talk about things like the Westminster uh, Confession of Faith. We're going to talk about what Jesus said about joy, Um, but this is the devotion and delight part of SMCC that has formed our mission statement, but it's the doctrinal statement that goes goes with it. So um, Mm -hmm. let's get into it now. I I don't know maybe the best place to start. I mean, this is such a mountain to climb in terms of getting to the pinnacle of all of this. So Trevor, where do you think we should begin, man? I I will say, I think one other thing uh, to kind of throw out as we're jumping into this is, like you're saying, uh, I've never seen another church that has something like this in the doctrinal statement, something Mm -hmm. about joy, um, being connected to our purpose, you know, finding joy in God, delighting in God, devoting uh, ourselves to God. But what's interesting is pretty much every person has something like this in their own personal doctrinal statement, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the things we've kind of riffed on throughout the series right. is that um, no matter who you are, you have a doctrinal statement for your life, some set of core beliefs that drives you and shapes the way that you lead your life. And within that is some belief concerning what will bring you happiness or what will bring you joy in life. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's what's really cool about this one in particular is that it's getting to the heart of... Um, you know, what our conviction is, what we believe, and uh, to be true about what actually brings joy in a person's life. And and that's it. Everybody wants to be happy. Like, let's just yeah. be clear about that. Mm-hmm. People, Andy Stanley said this, we've said it many times, people are not on a truth quest, they're first on a happiness quest. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Um, Let's just be honest about that. And I think that's, I think that's okay, mm-hmm. that people are after their own happiness. Um, people have talked a, a, about that pursuit um, in so many different ways. I mean, the person who goes to war and the person who refuses to go to war, mm-hmm. at the core, they're after the same thing, that right. which will mm-hmm. make them happy. Yep. Yeah. The person who is completely afraid of dying and the person who takes their own life, uh, unfortunately, they're both after happiness, okay? They're just yeah. attending to it in different ways. I think Pascal talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just want to be honest about that, mm-hmm. that people are on a happiness quest. Now, what I think a lot of people believe about God is that He's out to take the happiness out of your life, that you want to be happy, God wants you to be holy, therefore follow me and don't be happy. Like, that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people think religion is, mm-hmm. and um, that's actually the opposite of what we think the Bible teaches, of what Jesus taught. And so we think devotion and delight go together. The more holy Mm -hmm. I am, the more happy I'll be. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, FDFD comes in, Mm -hmm. that we're taking the happiness quest that everybody's on. We're looking at what the Bible says, and we're actually saying this. um, We are far too easily pleased with a life apart from God, that if we pursued our own joy enough, we would not settle for anything less than full Mm -hmm. devotion to Him. Mm -hmm. And that's the... um, that's kind of the, I don't even know what to call it. It's a mind warp concept, though. If you grew up in, in religion that was boring and God was out to get the fun out of your life, you know what I mean? And so yeah. um, that's, where, that's where joy comes in. Now, I think we should probably uh, define terms a little bit um, mm-hmm. because, you know, happiness, joy, delight, pleasure, these are all the types of words that, that we use around this uh, concept. And so we talk about full devotion, full delight. In the mission statement, it's to enjoy Him. And so we're, we're basically just circling, circling around the same concept, that really um, it, is, it is happy, happiness, but typically we think of happiness in terms of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so we're going beyond just happiness. It's not just circumstantial. Mm-hmm. It's an attitude. It's a state of mind where I'm completely satisfied. I'm completely pleased. Um, Pleased and pleasure come from a similar place, and uh, so the most pleasing way of life, we believe, is found in full devotion 
to God. And that's uh, built into our mission statement. It's built in um, to this. So where do you guys want to go from here now that we've sort of set the table with this idea of, of joy? I think one thing to just note, like you said, I think often, and probably a lot of people listening, think of, like you said, joy and then also what God wants from me are juxtaposed to each other. Right. I mean, I'd say that's extremely common. Yep. I'd say that a lot of people think they're on the fence with um, with Jesus or faith or religion, whatever that might be. Because, yeah, because they're just not sure about, am I ready to give up mm-hmm. what, I, quote, I want to do? Or right. to have that, that con- maybe it's a control thing, too. Right. So it could be any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, I think we see this in... Um, in Jesus' teaching in John chapter 15, I think we see all of this really uh, flushed out in a few very simple statements that Jesus made uh, with his disciples. And I want to I take us through this because he starts with command. And of course, when you hear, a co- when you hear command or God commands this, you think to yourself, um, well, there he goes again. You know, he's after my holiness, he's after my obedience, Mm -hmm. but that's going to lead to misery or despair or something like that. Like, I have to lay down that which I truly want, Um, but but that's not the case at all. And so this is one of the most incredible concepts and and truths from Jesus. John 15, I'll start in verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Remain in my love. Now, this is very important. Uh, I want to just pause there. It is really hard to delight in someone that you doubt is delighted in you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what we're going to see is that God delights in in us. Mm-hmm. He, he loves us. Uh, and if we are in Christ, which is the New Testament's way of talking about our identity found in him, in Christ, uh, he is as pleased with us as he is with Jesus. Mm. And isn't it true in a marriage that when you know your spouse delights in you and is devoted to you, that it's easy to be devoted and delight in them in return? It's the natural byproduct of embracing their delight for you is that you would delight in them. And this is how a loving relationship works. And I think we're seeing Jesus set that up. And then verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remained in his love. So this is where devotion comes in. Or Matthew 28, teach them to obey everything. Okay, devotion is, a, is very, very important. Now, when most people think of religion, they think of devotion. You know, I'm going to be devoted, and I'm going to do, 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 do. I'm going to do mm-hmm. all these things. Well, at SMCC, we talk about devotion differently than that. We talk about devotion first in terms of authority and identity. And I'm convinced that God is your authority is the most pleasing way to live life. If he made you, and he made this world, and he knows how we're designed, then there's no more pleasing authority to have than him. Okay, when we make him our authority, it is so satisfying. It leads to our joy. So we want to devote ourselves to him. He gets to call the shots. That's what we see here with command, you know, mm-hmm. obey me. Mm-hmm. And also our identity is found in, in him. That's devotion. So devotion is authority and identity first. Mm-hmm. There's no better way to find your identity than to find it in the one who gave his life for you. Mm-hmm. And he then says and defines who you are. That is so much better than going out and trying to earn an identity through your ambition or your performance or your success or your wealth, whatever. That pathway to an identity will crush you. There's no joy yeah. in that. And then activity follows. So, mm-hmm. so that's the third part of devotion is that I do want to do for others what Jesus has done for me in terms of the one another's, loving other people like he has loved me. And so devotion is authority, identity, and activity. And you got to get the authority and identity piece right first because otherwise it's just do 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 more of these good things do less of the bad things and jesus will be happy but that's not 
ultimately what devotion is first. It's submitting to an authority and it's finding an identity. Mm-hmm. And then he says this, I have told you this. What's the this? The abide in me, obey my commands, remain. Why? Right? Here it is. So that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Okay. This is shocking to me. Jesus's joy. I don't, I don't imagine that the joy of Jesus is half-hearted, it's watered down, mm. it's missing anything. Mm. He says that type of joy, full, complete joy, satisfaction, pleasure, the most pleasing type of life you can imagine is found in me, and my joy can be yours, and you can have that same type of life, the most pleasing life imaginable, mm-hmm. joy. And this is where this mission statement that we have, FDFD, full devotion, full delight, really comes together. It's really found right here in John 15, the core of what Jesus is teaching uh, his disciples. So uh, when we come to our our doctrinal statement today, um, we want to glorify God Mm -hmm. by enjoying him forever. That when we enjoy all that he is, when we enjoy all that he invites us into, um, we, we glorify him. So mm-hmm. it's not like I have to glorify him and it's going to lead to misery. It's when I glorify him, um, I'm enjoying him as I do so. And that yeah. is core to who we are at SMCC. So guys, pick it up from there. Yeah, I think there's something that I just want to circle back on a little bit because I think it's so core to what you were saying um, just in that section. So it is so important for us to take pause and to realize Um, because I think this goes against what many people have experienced in religion and faith, that God delights in you Mm -hmm. also. You know, I was reading um, just a book last night by Dr. John Townsend. It's called Hiding from Love, and he was going through some different um, examples of people that he's had in counseling sessions, and um, just an example of a spouse. And that's a great picture. Maybe it could be a parent. But... um, you know, those relationships can have a lot of different experiences attached to them. It could be somebody, you could have a spouse or a parent, let's just say, who is always displeased with you. Mm-hmm. And so um, some of what they say or some of you know instructions they might say just might be crushing, might just crumble under it. Um, but when you have this overflow of, of love in that relationship, this person is so for you, you are so safe with them. There's um, so much joy that's coming from, from them, you know, you know, delighting in you. Um, that then also being able to then recognize, you know, some of the, maybe let's just call it ways of living or instruction, whatever we want to call Mm -hmm. it, um, that, that truly can be delighting because of how that relationship has delight in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was listening to a podcast this morning. Uh, you, I think you at least know Adam Young, um, does this podcast It's somebody that, that I listen to and some others do as well, but he was talking with a guest about how, um, this guy was just, um, just crushed under his burden of, um, pornography and he goes through this whole story but anyways he said he finally went to counseling and just that the counselor was giving him um encouragement and hope and um all these things that he needed he almost felt selfish taking them because he's like i'm supposed to be going to counseling right now to be beat up Mm -hmm. he told you're doing the wrong thing you know you need to stop sinning you're in sin and all these things and he said what truly led me out of this was not being beaten and bruised down but i was just in tears every session because of how much relief and joy and encouragement and hope i was getting Mm -hmm. to work through this and it's kind of so i I think it's just all directly Mm -hmm. opposed to what religion has presented in the past and that's Mm -hmm. truly what's freeing in this type of a relationship 
Well, it's interesting that you would describe mm. that in a counseling session because that's similar to how we view our church services. Is that, you know, SMCC uh, is a place where we invite people to take this next step, right? We invite people when they're ready because you can guilt and shame people into devotion. You can mm. use fear to get yep. devotion out of your people. In fact, religion's pretty good at that. We want to we want to help people connect the dots between their joy and God himself. And mm-hmm. if we can do that, we actually think their next step when they take it will be for the right reason. Mm-hmm. And this is why activity is the third piece of devotion, but not the first. You can do the right thing for the wrong reason. You can mm-hmm. do the right thing because you were guilted, shamed, manipulated into it. We don't want that here. We don't want yeah. that for our people which sometimes means SMCC is a place of slow next steps. Mm-hmm. It's a, when you honor this process, it's a messy place. Uh, I heard somebody say this one time, um, and I felt like it was probably the closest thing to blasphemy I've ever heard. <laughs> when you think of it in terms of, of the, the, what Jesus said about uh, blasphemy. But they said SMCC is like, it's like full of uh, like, like uh, half-hearted Christians. You know what I mean? It was like, these are like, like, there's like weak Christians here, you know, like shallow, like, oh. like, like half-hearted, half-committed, you know, unformed, you know? And I thought to myself, my goodness, this person would prefer behavior modification mm-hmm. over a journey to joy in the gospel. Yep. And mm-hmm. I just think, um, man, that, that's what we're trying to create here is a culture and an environment where people have enough time to kick the tires of Christianity to understand how devotion and delight go together, that mm-hmm. holiness and happiness go together. And that's really, really important um, about the ministry of SMCC. So yeah. it goes back to that personal story that was, that was shared. So whether in a congregational setting or a one-on-one situation, somebody like that might be saying, and it, as you were just describing, we need, where's the, where's the beat down? Right. Where's the, where's the, hey, you, yeah, you're in sin. Yeah. Get, get the heck out of, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, what if truly devotion and delight come from, I want you to know, like uh, uh, the love and, 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 and all these other things that come with that, that yeah. can lead you to that and, and more of a long lasting, fulfilling yeah. relationship rather yeah. than just beating you up. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've come to SMCC for any length of time, you've heard us say the gospel is bad news before it's good news. Absolutely. Like we talk yep. about sin, mm-hmm. but the way out isn't try harder. The yes. way out is yeah. your sin is harming your joy. Mm-hmm. Your sin is ruining your happiness. Mm-hmm. Your sin is taking uh, the pleasing life that you actually want, and it's perverting it. Yeah. And when you choose to glorify God, obey Him supremely, devote your life to Him ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, joy is the byproduct. And sometimes joy doesn't come right away. I mean, we could take any topic that you, know, you mm-hmm. think about, any activity of a church. Take giving financially, for example. It usually starts as a discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it might not feel like joy right away, but when you think clearly about what it is, I'm investing in truly building a kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm honoring God with my finances so that he has my heart, not them, not my finances. Mm. Wow, that is actually how I want to live, and that does actually produce pleasure in my life. I am living a, a life that's pleasing when I live my life God's way. And that's what we're trying to do here. So we could break this down every way. It's not... 
it's not give more because you're selfish. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Although that, that might be <laughs> true. <Yeah. laughs> um, what we're trying to get at is the reason you're selfish is because you believe a lie about what will bring you joy. Yeah. That if you have the money to spend on a new putter or driver or vacation or car, you'll be happier. Mm-hmm. We've discovered that's not it. When you give your life away as a means to another's end, that actually is the way to a pleasing life of joy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to take people on a journey to joy, to FDFD, um, out of their sin into a life that glorifies God by enjoying Him. And that's, that's what makes, I think, SMCC very unique in terms of how it, it produces or leads people, how SMCC leads people into a sanctified type of life. Yeah, and I just want to make sure that I repeat one thing that you said because I think it was so helpful. I think people can hear something and say, um, like you said, well, all you're saying is you're, you're leaving out the bad news, right? Mm. So this methodology, this belief, whatever you want to call it, it starts at the same starting point. There is bad news. Yeah. Can, cannot get around that. The way that you get out of that or the way that you move forward, or the, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's where I think that there's some differences there. There's yeah. a way of saying, here's the bad news. And you're just going to sit in it. Yeah. And you're going to just feel <laughs> dirty and gross. Yeah. And, and there is, you know, I was thinking about Paul's book, Living FDFD, this workbook that we have. There is a whole chapter on, um, uh, I think it's chapter five talking about, um, and now I'm forgetting the title of it, but basically understanding the mm-hmm. weight of our sin. Yeah. So that is proper. Yep. But that doesn't, that's not a, fr- you know, this isn't this long lasting thing. There are, there are really encouraging next steps right. to take with that. And mm-hmm. if you think about Adam and Eve on their happiness quest, right, which is what they were on, they thought mm-hmm. there's a better way of life and God's keeping it from me. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands because I think there's more joy. They were, on, they were doing the exact same thing we do. So at the core, sin is life without God will make me happier than life with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still exactly what's happening. So take the, the young college kid who's sleeping around. Like he truly believes or she truly believes that there's more joy in that approach to life. Mm-hmm. There's not. But in the moment, mm-hmm. it can look like it. In the moment, it can feel like it. Um, and yet what we've seen, both through what the Bible teaches and through life itself, is that ultimately that will be a less satisfying way of life. And so what, we, what I think happens in human culture is people run down all these paths because they think it'll bring more joy and happiness and delight into their life, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't. And we're trying to help people not have to learn the hard way through experience, <laughs> but to learn it through um, the preaching of the gospel, um, through what the Bible communicates. And that is that there is joy and happiness when we obey God, when we glorify Him supremely. And therefore, doing the things that He asks us to do, they're not have-tos anymore. They should be our want-tos because they lead us to a life of joy uh, and and pleasure. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I think, you know, C.S. Lewis has this this really wonderful illustration one day. He, he, He says, it's not that humans are too committed to their happiness and pleasure. He says they're too easily pleased. He says it's like a child who would rather spend a day making mud pies in the slums because they just can't imagine uh, a holiday at sea. Mm-hmm. And, and that's basically the SMCC approach to ministry, is we want as many people as possible to understand you are far too easily pleased with the things of this life. Mm-hmm. You should take your joy more seriously, because if you did, you wouldn't find mm-hmm. the, the vacation or the new car or the new home or whatever the thing is, yeah. you know, your next promotion or whatever. You wouldn't find that pleasing enough. It would be so unsatisfying mm-hmm. that you would pursue something greater. And that ultimately will lead you to 
desperately, if you took your joy seriously enough, you would not settle until the joy of Jesus was yours, to use mm. the words of John 15. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's what we want to bring our people to. So that's full devotion and full delight, um, kind of in mm. a nutshell. And C.S. Lewis understood that. John Piper, uh, in his book, Desiring God and the Concept of Christian Hedonism, he understood that. Mm-hmm. So, um, But a lot of religion is, you know, suppress your desires. Mm, That's yeah. not SMCC. Mm. We are saying unpack your desires fully because yes. they will lead you to God, and mm-hmm. therefore you can glorify Him by enjoying Him. There's a big difference there, and I think that it's been, uh, and I've been thinking, I've been learning a lot about this too, you know, our desires, um, they, they all have a good root. They have sure. a good be- starting point, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's figuring out where does that veer off. Yeah. You know, with the church for the longest time, you know, I'll think of some, you could go with two simple other things like, you know, money or sex. Sex mm-hmm. is a good one, right? Um, that has a good root. Mm-hmm. There's a good starting point for that desire, but depending on where you take that desire and where it ends up, that's where it gets out. You know, so it's not yeah. suppressed that desire. It's how, how is this meant to be fulfilled? Yeah. And this, guys, this is so important because a lot of people say, uh, basically all religions are the same. What we're mm-hmm. talking about today is not found in any other religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is completely different. Um, mm-hmm. other, all religions are basically completely different with very few similar overlaps. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking, you know, to use a, a, a puzzle illustration, Trevor, I know, you yeah. know that this illustration is important to both of us, but... I mean, we're talking a thousand piece puzzle, two pieces might have similar shapes. We're not mm-hmm. saying the whole thing's basically the same mm-hmm. picture, right? Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of other religions, especially Eastern religions, it's your desires are bad, stuff them, pretend they don't exist. What we're saying in the, in mm-hmm. the gospel in Christianity, Jesus says, no, my joy can be in you. Joy is a motivator. Follow it because you're going to find all your joy in me. And I think uh, that makes uh, biblical Christianity, a relationship with Jesus, wildly different than other religions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is interesting, you know, the the journey to, um, you know, kind of taking hold of the, the joy of Jesus, like living into that, um, that a lot of, uh, you know, we've all been to seminary, Bible college, The uh, but like the theology proper, when you get into that, studying the attributes of God, I find very few, I, I don't know if you've actually found a book apart from you know, Piper's other works, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I found like an actual formal systematic theology text that has joy as one of God's attributes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they, they kind of get into the communicable, incommunicable mm-hmm. stuff, but, mm-hmm. but they don't really tease that one out. And it's funny seeing how, um, how much it is highlighted right there in particular in, um, you know, John 15. And then you see joy at other places throughout the New Testament, throughout the Bible. Like it's a key theme throughout the entire book of Philippians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just how important it is and how much that, when that impacts our understanding of God, how that plays into the rest of life, right? And even this understanding that uh, this analogy, kind of off the cuff, but it's almost like a kid, right? Growing up in the midst of a household where his parents provide so much for him. And uh, all these opportunities, things to take joy in. And you can either, you can go one of two ways, right? You can look at all of the things you wish you had but aren't getting, or you can look at all of the things that have been provided for you, that you have been given, the, the structure, the opportunities, the rhythms, um, even, even the commands, right, that are for your good. And mm-hmm. to see, and when you go that route, you can really look at all of life as a gift, right, from this God who mm-hmm. created you, who delights in you, who wants a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And you can see everything through the lens of a gift, and that just brings such, I think, gratitude, which 
um, you know, is closely connected to joy. Yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally. It, it, they, they go together. I think, too, Hebrews, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You see mm-hmm. these themes uh, in the Bible, but for some reason, because church uh, and religion, for many of us, the way we grew up in it was, was painful and not enjoyable. It's like hard to see the joy yeah. of Jesus, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. when you start to look look at it, and, and you, you do, you see it. And, and mm-hmm. I think um, I want people to understand that, you know? I, I really do. And so, um, yeah, this is what makes SMCC, I think, very unique. Um, and, you know, the Westminster Confession, uh, it was, you know, really served as a catechism, something that would form young people in the Presbyterian Church. Trevor, do you know if what... What like church? I think so. I think tradition. that's what Westminster. I know yeah. Westminster. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's Presbyterian. Yeah. Presbyterian. Yeah. So even they get it, but but it was to glorify God and enjoy Him. And you know what Piper brought to light was that um, it's not an and; it's a it's a by by enjoying Him forever. That when we enjoy God, we glorify glorify Him supremely. And mm. I think that that's um, a, a big deal to us. Like we like to say, we take God's glory very very seriously. And it's like, well, how so? People could say because you're a church that always preaches like on joy and delight. Mm. Yep, that's, that's how the it. two that's fit the way. in together. Yeah, exactly. That's, those are the pieces yeah. of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Adam, go. Can you read the doctoral statement one more time? I want to make sure that yeah. we, that we hit all this. So, so it started with the word purpose, mm-hmm. um, because the Westminster Confession is talking about the chief end of man so what mm-hmm. is the purpose of humanity right that's mm-hmm. what we're after yeah. and we do think it's glory um glorifying god by enjoying him but read it one more time i want to make sure i get all the pieces in there. yeah so we believe that our purpose for living is to glorify god by enjoying him forever yeah okay mm-hmm. got it yeah so the westminster approach is the chief end of man but that's the purpose of life. That's mm-hmm. our that's our turn of phrase mm-hmm. in, in the connection there, and um, and then and it's to enjoy him forever. So, um, yeah, when we so when we put it all together, you know, whatever. So this is how we form disciples at SMCC. Whatever someone uh, is struggling with, whatever next step that someone listening is thinking about taking at SMCC, whether it's to take a class or to serve on a team, or to begin giving, or to increase the percentage in which you're giving, or to forgive a family member, or whatever that next step might be, serve in the city, go on a mission trip, whatever it is, I would challenge you to think of this. What, what joy awaits as a byproduct of this obedience? What joy awaits mm-hmm. as a next step here? Mm-hmm. It's not, will God love me more? It's not, will he be pleased more? No, all that's taken care of. You're in Christ. If you're a Christian, you're in Christ. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what joy will now await as a byproduct of taking this next step, and why might that be the case? And I think when you think of following Jesus in terms of what joy awaits, um, not I'm going to do this, and all of a sudden he's going to sprinkle some extra good feelings into my life. That's not, we're talking about more than that, right? Joy being an attitude, a mindset uh, that's disconnected from circumstances and is more connected to reality or truth. I think that is the way that we lead people into discipleship. That's what I like to think of in my own mm. next steps mm. is that yeah. when I wake up early and I engage with God's word, there's a joy that's sitting there tomorrow morning for me. Mm-hmm. And that is far more motivating than God's going to be mad at me if I miss a quiet time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That joy awaits when I spend uh, my life the way God wants me to spend it. 
And I think that's what we see in John 15. So that's that's our approach. That's that's our approach to mm-hmm. discipling people at SMCC. Uh, it's devotion that leads to delight, full mm-hmm. devotion of full delight, devotion, authority, identity, activity. We preach those three things with joy in mind. We help people take their next step when they're ready with joy in mind. And then... Um, following Jesus is the Chick-fil-A approach. It is my pleasure to do so, right? Yeah. You know when you go to Chick-fil-A and you say, thank you, like my pleasure? Mm-hmm. Uh, pleasure and pleasing go together. So mm-hmm. it was pleasing for them to serve in that way. It is pleasing for us yeah. um, to honor God in this way. It yeah. leads to our joy. And so that's it in a nutshell. I'm sure you know we probably haven't gone deep enough into like how is that possible, but, but basically what we're getting at is if God made us, um, then Every one of his commands is in our best interest. This it's not a have to anymore. It's a want to. It's a get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, delight follows. Um, so that's that's it. That's the eighth doctrinal statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would uh, just encourage people as we're as we're wrapping up here today. Um, if you attend one of our campuses, well, actually, there's two ways you do it. So if you attend one of our campuses and you haven't gone through um, the Living FDFD book, which maybe you haven't. Um, that's a workbook that our our founding lead pastor Paul Roby compiled, um, and and I think it's great either in a group. I think that's its its biggest intention. But you definitely can also use it as a personal devotional as well. So if you would, if you're curious about this more, like you could get this book as a devotional. Uh, you could go ask your campus pastor uh, for how to get a copy of that. Or if you're listening, don't attend SMCC. You know, you can email us at SMCC at smccutah.org. It's just our normal email. But I think that would be a good way for you to explore this really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great resource. Yeah, and I just I just want to underscore this. Um, <clears throat> this approach has made our doctrinal statement list of the top eight because Utah is the complete opposite of this in terms of religion, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think when when people have spent most of their life in religion, hear this approach to spirituality or faith, or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a complete it's a complete game changer. Yeah, and it's it really is uh, part of the repentance process. Repentance is a is a change of thinking, right, Trevor? <laughs> we oh, learned yeah. this from the Greek word. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> uh, inside joke, sorry. Uh, and um, we got to change our thinking. Re- repentance is, uh, you know, a lot of people think repentance is more like penance. Like, I've done uh-huh. a bad thing. I'm going to try harder now to make up mm-hmm. for the bad things with a few good things. No, yeah. that's that's penance. That's different. Mm-hmm. Repentance is I've been thinking wrong my whole life about mm-hmm. me and my sin. I've been thinking wrong about God and who he is. Repentance is, okay, in, in terms of what we talk about SMCC, wow, I need to take my joy more seriously. I need to see my joy connected to God's way of life clearly, and uh, I'm going to turn in my thinking, obey him supremely, devote myself to him, and uh, trust that joy follows as a byproduct. And that process of repentance is completely exciting in joy-producing. It's an exciting way to to, mm-hmm. to go about life. So anyways, um, yeah, I think uh, obviously it's hard in about 30 minutes to cover all that FDFD means, full devotion of full delight. Um but I hope this was just a primer and it could take you deeper into it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for being here today, Trevor, Eric, um, those listening. Thank you for uh, for listening over these eight weeks. Yeah, and this concludes the fifth season of the podcast? No, we're on Sixth? seventh. Oh, the seventh season. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So season of perfection. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. That's Just right. stop right here. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll take a break for now uh, mm-hmm. from the podcast. We'll be back um, in, later in the fall to pick mm-hmm. up the eighth season. Trevor and I have a few ideas mm-hmm. and Adam about where we want to go with that. Um, but uh, visions, our vision series is kind of our preferred future as a church, where we see ourselves headed into the future. That'll be in October and a good chance that the eighth season connects to that vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, even before vision, uh, if you're listening to this when, when this is released on Wednesday, um, there will be a new series that we're starting on September 11th, uh, The Banner of Jesus. Uh, it's Christ's heart for you, I believe, is the tagline for Exactly, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, a banner was an Old Testament uh, metaphor illustration for living under the authority of someone. It mm-hmm. meant being under them and therefore your identity being found in them. And so you have these Old Testament passages where oh, when the banner of the Lord shows up, things changed. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that, the Lord is my banner, what that means, and talk about what that means now. But the implication here is you have to know what Jesus is really like if you're going to live with, for, and under his banner, mm-hmm. um, under his flag, so to speak. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about exactly uh, who Jesus is and a few parts of um, the heart of Jesus. Now that 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 you know feels maybe a little fuzzy or or soft to talk about the heart of Christ, but what Jesus talked about is his heart when he mm. talked about himself. Mm. And so we're gonna we're gonna see that uh, when he talks about being gentle and lowly in heart, uh, yep. we see that uh, we see it in um, where, where Jesus raises the widow's son. Uh, his heart went out to her. Yeah. Uh, there's this crazy Greek word. It's, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of it. It's a big one, but it's like, uh, it's the Greek word splachna, which is like the bowels. We use the word heart, but it's really this internal organ mm-hmm. word. And then when you when your heart goes out to somebody, you use your internal... The, the Greek way of talking about it was your internal organs went out to somebody. Oh, <laughs> we like heart better. Fun. It's one internal organ. but yeah. uh, the, So when you put it all together, it's like splach... Splach needs or something like that. This is really big uh, Greek word, but but basically we see what well, what what we're talking about is Jesus's uh, complete attention, uh, commitment, and affection for for humanity and for people. So we're mm. gonna we're gonna hone in on that in this series. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you guys for being here for this season, this episode, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Take care. Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted Podcast. If you enjoyed this hopeful and helpful resource, we'd love to have you leave us a review or share an episode with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit us at our website at smccutah.org. Thank you for trusting us with your time, and we look forward to having you back again soon.